Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein, for the next four hours. Yeah, big old podcast coming your way. And we begin with the Sports Bar, my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, looking back at the evening's Premier League action. Now, of course, the Sports Bar is a three-hour show, but don't worry, we've condensed the Sports Bar now into 90 minutes. So just sit back, put your feet up, and enjoy 90 minutes of last night's Sports Bar. Robertson delivers the corner towards the near post, and it's headed in by Salah. And surely now the champions are going to be victorious on the south coast. Robertson with a corner, a deft header by Mohamed Salah, and it's Brighton 1, Liverpool 3. If we win more games, then probably we'll have a record, I'm not sure, but it's, um, and I see now that we have 92 points and play an exceptional season, and I think um, we lost a bit 97, I have no idea, and, and we're still in the Champions League and stuff like this, that is unbelievable what the boys are doing, really. So I just don't expect it. I, I, not a record, I expect us to fight for three points, and that's what we did tonight. Again, real fight. That's what we did against Aston Villa. So it's not about being brilliant. It's not about on a sunny days being there, sensational pitch and stuff like that. We are really there since a while um, when three points are at stake, and um, I'm, I'm really happy about that. And it's on to Sterling, in front of goal, right-footed, side-footed, beyond the goalkeeper, Newcastle once again giving the ball away cheaply inside their own half and Manchester City pounced to score a fifth goal. It's been a terrific display by them. You were full of praise of Gabriel Jesus after the game on Sunday. How pleased were you that he got on the score sheet tonight? I'm so happy for him to score his goals. He had another chance, the third he created. So he moved incredible well, created spaces. A lot of goals we have scored thanks to him. But uh, a striker... Good luck in the Champions League. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. We want, uh, uh, you know, that feel that uh, I forgot what the. Uh, <laughs> we were to, before Danny Rose came over. Yeah, Danny Rose came over. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about. about we were talking about Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, so but it's good for him. It's good for him to score goals to feel he can score. A striker needs to score goals. West Ham nil, Burnley one. Jay Rodriguez with his tenth goal of the season. Nice work on the left hand side by Charlie Taylor. His cross into the middle. Rodriguez with a. Thumping header in off the underside of the crossbar, and it's West Ham nil, Burnley one. Well, we had a shorter, shorter get into this game than Burnley had certainly, and we, I think we have shorter on uh, on Saturday as well. That's what the Premier League have done. Uh, we all we all signed up to it by all accounts, but we didn't sign up to uh, to the scheduling not not being fair. We signed up 
thinking that we were all going to be looked after the best we could. So, but maybe maybe we have to look at them. Maybe it's a lot more to do with the broadcasters, and maybe you know we have to the broadcasters have to help us as well. A little bit of it does go down the more. I see 60th minute. There's about four or five players absolutely puffing after playing three games in about I don't know how many days, and he made no subs. He made one sub in the 60 odd minute for Hella, and then nothing again to the 87. And uh, I mean, like I'd have brought on a couple of players earlier on, maybe changed the game up for us, but. I don't know, I think we've played well. Let's head over to our live commentary on TalkSport 2. Currently Sheffield United nil, Wolves nil. Let's head over and join Mickey Gray and Ian Danter. Half shots away. Right footed out, swinging corners to come right at the end of the game then from Oliver Norwood of Sheffield United. Looking for a winning goal. Here comes the corner. It's a goal! They've done it! John Egan has two goals in two games and Sheffield United have stolen all three points right at the death. We went toe-to-toe with terrific t- side, some really good players and a, and, a, and a manager, you know, that I think is is, is excellent. So, um, overall, uh, yeah, disappointed, obviously, yet again. Um, and, and maybe my, my celebration was... Um, was for the 30,000 supporters that should have been inside this stadium. Now, this is Breakfast with Laura Woods, Benty and the Rangers legend, Ali McCoy's Macca to his friends. And here's Macca with a story on the first time he met Paul Gazagascoy. And would you believe it, they got smashed together in Las Vegas. So I basically told you the story. So you might as well fast forward this bit. We knew he was signing, but he was on holiday in Las Vegas. And I was in Vegas as well. And so was Walter, right? <laughs> I can't wait, I tell you. So, Walter said, I'll take you for dinner, or lunch it was, right? So we arranged to meet in this hotel. I'm not sure which. It might have been Caesar's Palace. Can't remember. Anyway, we go to this place, and Walter's running five, ten minutes late. And by the way, it is all you can eat and drink, right? <laughs> One of these places for $50, right? Oh. So, right. Walter walks in. Gascoigne and I have started, right? We're battering into it. Chicken wings getting flung about. Glasses away in the whole shooting match, right? And we're surrounded by TV screens. There was racing from every race course on the planet. There was baseball. There was football. You could bet on everything, right? <laughs> I can remember still see Walter's face as he walked in, right? And Gascoigne are sitting and I are sitting at this bar watching sport globally while tucking into chicken wings and, <laughs> and having a Michelob. And Walter's like, oh no, what have I created? I've created two monsters here. <laughs> it was, and from then on, from then on, I had a fair idea that Gaza and I would get on okay. Now, despite the condensed drive show, Darren Goff still managed to have his say on Stuart Broad's omission from the first test against the Windies and he could not believe it. And I, I couldn't either because I don't know what any of that means. Wow. Um, took me by surprise, if I'm honest. Um, I think he's carried the ball in attack for a long, long time with the loss of Jimmy Anderson through injuries uh, and stuff. And he would have took that badly, um, I would presume. I mean, like I say, he's the one who's held it and given some uh, stability in the attack and some control. To be left out on an home test match, he'll be gutted. Absolutely gutted. I wouldn't have left him out. Um, I would have left one of Wood. I'd have left Wood out this test match. I would have kept rotating Wood and um, Archer throughout the summer, and I'd be rotating, rotating Anderson, Wokes uh, and Broad. England will resume today on 35 for 1 with Johnny Norman providing updates on TalkSport from 11am. Now, White and Sawyer 
continued their deep dive into the situation at Wigan Athletic by speaking to both a local MP from the area and the EFL chairman. The Labour MP for Wigan said that rules around club ownership should be more regulated. I think there's definitely a number of things that they could do. The Select Committee report that came out after what happened to Berry had a whole series of recommendations. There's a, there's a, I mean, we in a way, in Wigan, we're slightly more protected than other clubs because the council owns a 15% stake in the stadium and they also own the land. So they do have some leverage. And one of the first things that the council did to protect us was to say that they will not allow the stadium to be used for anything other than football and rugby league, which was enormously helpful because we were really concerned that what we might end up with was just a fire sale where the club was broken up piece by piece and sold off to the highest bidder. So we do have a level of protection here in Wigan that perhaps other clubs don't, but there's definitely changes that need to come about because of this um, so that other clubs can enjoy similar protections so that we have proper checks on people yes. who are taking over clubs. I mean, yeah. I don't know who this man is that supposedly no. took over um, a few weeks ago. We've been trying to find out information about him here for months. Nobody's ever met him. And there are even rumours that he doesn't actually exist. I mean, this is just unbelievable. It is a global scandal and the government has to step up here. And following the EFL's latest statement, the organisation's chairman, Rick Parry, told TalkSport that the situation surrounding Wigan doesn't make sense. Well, we found out from people at the club late afternoon, the, the day before it was announced, and, you know, <laughs> stunned is the word. It was completely out of the blue and, frankly, no, made no sense and still makes no sense why you would spend £40 million acquiring a club and then put it straight into administration. It just doesn't stack up. You know, they were team clearly playing well, coming to the climax of the season. They've got a good squad of players. They've got good young players. They've got some saleable players. There was money to come in from the Premier League. The timing of it, it just doesn't make any sense at all to me. So, yeah, it was a complete bolt from the blue. Manchester United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been speaking to the media ahead of tonight's game against Aston Villa. He first spoke about David De Gea as well as Paul Pogba's future. He's had some fantastic seasons here now. Uh, next year is, is his 10th and I think he's, he's proven uh, Eric Steele right that uh, we believed in him. He had a little bit of a tough ride early on with the physicality of football uh, in England. But he's, for me, he's been the best goalkeeper in the world over the last uh, nine, ten years. And just to work with him closely, he's still keen to learn. He's still working hard. Richard coming in with Craig as the coaches. I think they've uh, reignited a little bit of spark in David. And he's working really hard in training. I can't comment on uh, discussions between uh, players and the club. So, uh, But of course, we want to keep the best players around the club. We want to build a squad for the future, and Scott and Emania, uh, they're similar position, but they're at different uh, stages in their careers. One at the start, one really experienced one, and then we also need players in that mid, mid-range group, so uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can do something. I know that uh, 
since Paul, Paul come back now, he's looking better and better. He's just enjoying his football and let's see where it takes us. And this is the take of Villa manager Dean Smith, Smudger, looking ahead to that game against Manchester United. You know, we went and got a point up at, up at Manchester United, took the lead with a great goal from Jack. And Jack missed a good chance to, to put us in the lead again. Um, you know, but we more than matched them on the day. And, um, you know, we have to go and do the same again. Now, as I say, uh, they're in a, a better run of form now than there was when we played them at, at Old Trafford. But there's a lot of desire within our, our team at the moment. And the, the players know that, you know, we've got 19 days or 18 days, I think it is, left and five games. And, you know, each one is as big as the next. Now, Bournemouth welcomed Jose Mourinho's Tottenham side to the South Coast tonight after a 5-2 defeat to Manchester United last time out. Cherry's boss, Eddie Howe, told TalkSport's Ian Abrahams, brackets, the moose, that expectation has risen at the club massively since they were first promoted five years ago. I think every season in the Premier League has been tough. Certainly, I think in our first season, there's a lot less. So I think the expectation was to, firstly, was just to win one game. And, you know, then as you stay in the Premier League, I think the expectations go up every year. So I think the Premier League is a lot of fun. I, 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 the level is so high. The league is so good. How can you not relish the challenge of working you know, in that environment? And I think every year that Bournemouth play in this division is a season to be remembered. So it's been difficult and it's been a real challenge, but no one likes losing. I don't like losing. That's, that, that part of it's not been enjoyable, but the challenge of this level is so good that this is where we want to be. Spurs will be without Eric Dyer for the game after he was handed a four-match ban for an altercation with supporters earlier in the season. As in, he got into the stands. And boss Jose Mourinho told TalkSport's James Savundra that the defender will be a big miss. I think he had a strange last season. I think he had also a very strange current season. Big in definition around Eric. We made the decision together. I told him immediately uh, since my arrival that, okay, let's go together in a certain direction, but I think you are not ready. Let's try to go back to a certain to a certain level, being a midfielder, but always with an eye of transforming you as a centre-back, which is where he feels really happier and, and more comfortable. So I think he's doing very, very well. We look forward to, to next season. We look forward to next season where, uh, uh, since the beginning, we have no doubts that is there as a centre-back that is going to, to be, a, I think, an important player for us. Now, you may recall in yesterday's pod that Jamie O'Hara spoke about having to train on his own when he was at Wolves. Well, this is Darren Bent dealing with a similar issue at Aston Villa. I was at Villa with uh, Lambert, uh, Paul Lambert. At the end of that season, he had a conversation with a few of us and said, listen, next season I'm going to change it completely all up. So it's probably in your best interest you go and maybe try and find somewhere else to, to play. He was like, okay, fair enough. So I had a few meetings with different people and I, I knew I was going. But when I came back, he basically moved about six or seven of us out of the, the first team change room into another change room. Now, not even the, the youth team's change room. It was just another change room. And we had flat balls to train with. It was, it was me, Ender Stevens, Alan Hutton, Nathan Delfonso. And if you look at Ender Stevens now, I mean, yeah. what a prime example that is. Fant- absolute fan. I'm so happy for him because of what what he had to endure at, mm. at Villa and we had to basically train we had flat footballs like we trained on the side of like it was a training pitch but it was one that was never ever used and it was one of them where you go well 
like we, us, we hadn't done anything wrong, but we understand that you, you're going a different direction. But at least treat us with a little bit of respect. But we got we got side pushed away, and obviously I ended up going away to Fulham anyway. So it has happened. And of course, we have the other best bits of my show. And it goes to about Monday to Thursday from 10 p.m. Pin back your lug holes and have a listen to this. Yeah, it's finished. Birmingham 1, Swansea 3. Big result at both ends of the table. Swansea go within one point and one place of Cardiff, who occupy the final playoff position. Birmingham remain in trouble. That's 10 without a win now, just four points above the relegation zone. Birmingham 1, Swansea 3. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Yes, I have, Andy, and it concerns Birmingham City because uh, Pep Clotet has left his position as their head coach. It's just been announced by the club in the last few minutes or so. I just wonder how much influence the Middlesbrough result has had on that decision because those three points have just put them two points behind them now and they're they're still looking over their shoulder. Hundred percent. I mean, I, I was saying someone today they're sleepwalking their way into a, into possible you know a real relegation scrap. I still think forty nine points. One more win probably will be enough for them to, to keep them safe. Um, unfortunately, since they come back from lockdown, yes, the manager announced he was going. I, I found that particularly strange. I mean, you know, if your manager, you played, Jason, I haven't. But if the manager tells you with, with six, seven, eight games to go, oh, by the way, I'm off at the end of the season, lads. What's the point in giving your I've best for him? Uh, how old are you? Me, I'm 29. Uh, you live on your own? I do. Right. Where's the rabbit currently? Currently, uh, he's chilling underneath my bed. What, you just let him roam about? The, doesn't he poo everywhere? No, let it train. You can't train a rabbit unless it's you, Roger Rabbit. You can. You can. You can't, you can't train a rabbit not to go to the toilet? can. Oh, I mean, I'll just I, say I, you can't. I disagree. How long have you had the rabbit? About five weeks now. How did you, tra- how did you train him? No, um, I, I trained him somewhere. I trained him somewhere else. I didn't let him out straight away in every, every location. Did it in one spare room. So what's what's the problem here, Cole? I mean, what what what's the you just wanted you just phoned up again to boast? It sounds like you've got a rabbit. No, I just wanted a quick question. Have you ever my, seen the film advice, Kangaroo Jack? Uh, have we I what? Have sorry, actually. I think I ever have. seen the film Kangaroo Jack? I have seen. That's it. why that's why I named him after him because it just reminds me. He does look similar to a kangaroo, sort of, especially when he stands up. Can I give you some advice, Cole? Go ahead. I had, um, or my little boy years ago had two rabbits. And we used to let them hop around the garden and they'd come back. But they were having intercourse with the yes. field rabbits and they end up with myxomatosis. So don't let it have um, sexual mm. intercourse with any other rabbits because it could turn nasty. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know where the train's going. Yeah. But that's it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, you can get previous and future ones via Acast, Spotify or Apple Pods. Before I go, let me tell you about some live football that's happening tonight. At 5pm, it's Leeds United against Stoke. It's in the Championship. And would you believe it, it's live and exclusive to TalkSport 2. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. I was, of course, joking when I said it was about 19 hours long. It's, uh, where are we at? Yeah, it's that long. I don't have that information in front of me because I'm just doing links at home. But anyway, hope you've enjoyed it and make sure you join me and the fun boy tonight from 10pm for a phone-in bonanza on the day's football. No one uses that word. Unless, of course, you talked about that show on ITV from years ago that was called Bonanza. Then you'd have to say it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.